to Modern Figures Podcast, hosted by Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce. This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology. And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. I am so excited. Today we have Dr. Makita Phillips. She's an extra, extra, extra special guest. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of extras. <laughs> a lot of extras. <laughs> she hails from, from Clinton, Maryland, and she is currently a thermal structure analyst at the John Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory, or APL. And right now she's doing flight systems for defense and space applications. If you're wondering what she has done prior to this moment, she has her bachelor's and master's from, in mechanical engineering from FAMU, and she earned her PhD in mechanical engineering from North Carolina State University. So she is a notable because she is the first African-American woman to graduate with a PhD in mechanical engineering from NC State. So y'all are looking at history. For those of you watching the YouTube, you are hearing history. For those of you listening, and her dissertation was entitled The Effect of Alternative Insulation Materials on Quench Propagation in Rebatuku 3. It's speaking in tongues. Oh, <laughs> what, what does it say? <laughs> Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> I told you, you this is what was going to happen. Me to step in? <laughs> yes, please. please. Rare earth barium <laughs> copper oxide. And then the Snapchat sign or the the TikTok that's, symbol. It's a Delta. It's Delta, that. but that's just the chemical <laughs> full property part. But you just that's just how you say it. You just say Rebco for sure. Just say Rebco. Rebco. Okay, all of that. <laughs> so after all of that, she received the California Alliance Postdoctoral Fellowship to pursue postgraduate work at UCLA. And then after that, she received the ASEE and NSF Small Business Postdoctoral Research Diversity Fellowship at the Carbice Corporation slash Georgia Tech. So her work in general deals with, um, or at that time dealt with, thermal fluids and heat transfer. She likes to solve problems that rely on this interdisciplinary balance of thermal, electrical, and structural properties. Uh, she really focused on superconductors and how insulation material and design can affect their thermal management. So all that means is y'all have these phones and computers, they get hot. So somebody mm. has to manage how all of that heat is affecting the system because again we live in a physical world she's also 
been the Director of Curriculum Development for Algebra by 7th grade. She's been the National Leadership Institute Chair for NSBE or the National Society of Black Engineers. She's had a lot of positions with NSBE. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and another fun fact is that she won over $15,000 to go towards her student loans on a game show called Paid Off. So, Makita, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us. You I know. didn't know that last <laughs> Thank part. Thank you. So I got questions. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yeah, tell us about the game show real quick before we get into it. <laughs> okay, so the funny story is I had a friend that was visiting for her birthday. And to kill time, randomly there was this game show holding auditions. Went, filled out the paperwork, did the little test thing that they had. Give it some time. And I got a call saying, hey, would you like to be on the show? Because I tested well. You had to do a camera test and everything. And I tested well. And they said, would you like to? And I said, sure. Ironically, where the, the studio was, was right across from my building at Georgia Tech because <laughs> Turner sits right there. Oh, and funny. so I went on the show. Um, they, they taped everyone at, at one time. And I just answered these random questions. And they were, <laughs> one of them I had to. They were mechanical engineering questions. Some right? of them, but most of them, some of okay. them were pop culture things. So they, oh. who sings, you know, I want it that way or who sings at the end of the row? It was like Backstreet Boys or wow. Boys to Men. It was things like that or like who has this money or what type of thing is a drink? It was things like that. But then there were some technical things too. So, but it was, it was a good experience. And then we went to shoot some B footage at the Georgia Aquarium. So I got to go there for free. Aww. So. But yeah, and then I, I, of course, I won the money, and I couldn't tell anyone that I even went on the show, um, let alone won for a long time until it aired. So, I'm really good at keeping secrets. Yeah, you just <laughs> drove around in the Beamer and was like, I can't tell you how I got this, what? but watch True TV. And she you said it out. was for her student loan. <laughs> yeah, I know, did? I'm kidding, yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, and then sh <laughs> shortly after, someone hit my car, so I, I always, <gasps> I also oh, had man. to take care of that, so... <laughs> Yeah, fun Jeez. times. Atlanta drivers. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Well, thank you for enlightening me about that piece of your trajectory. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> for everyone who's listening, I have known Makita for like half my life at this point. Yes. Aww. Yes. Just about. We're getting Let's there. Let's talk about that. We're getting Really? Um, I feel like we should talk about her. And okay, then we'll let's get... do that. We'll get there. It'll be part of the okay, story. We'll get there. Yeah. So, Makita, when you were in Clinton, Maryland, you know, did, did you know that this was going to be your trajectory? When you were attending the illustrious Oxon Hill yes, High illustrious. School, that we are both alumni. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pretty Girl County, woo, PG woo. County. Yes. Represented <laughs> on this podcast. I mean, it was not by design, but but, hey, but, but it was. Something is happening up there, okay? Yeah. That's all I'm going to, I'm going to keep saying that. These PG County, so many of y'all. Science and Tech yes. High Schools. There's something going it's something on there. for the black it's girl. It's something there. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you imagine this for yourself? I imagined none of this. Um, <laughs> absolutely none of it. Even going to Oxon Hill, the way that happened. So in middle school, I had a science and math middle school. Shout out to Gwen Park Middle. Hey, Gwen Park. Yes, so I went to Gwen Park, and then my neighborhood school would have been Gwen Park High. But at the time, I had a teacher who said, you know, 
I think you should go into mechanical engineering. This was for a class where we did like engineering design type principles. We had to build things. We did all that in class and I really enjoyed it. And so he said, I think this is what you should do. So from then on, in middle this was middle school. school. That's so exciting. And I didn't yeah. know what engineering meant. Um, but I said, I'm going to be a mechanical <laughs> engineer from that point on. And I went and told my parents. They just said, okay, uh, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll rock with it. <laughs> and so then I said, okay, I need to go to Oxon Hill because there's a science and tech program. At the time, we only had two high schools in the county. In the southern part of the county mm-hmm. was Oxon Hill. And the northern part of the county was Eleanor Roosevelt. So I said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I kind of told my parents. Well, no, ass told, you know. And (laughs) But with my family, as long as you kind of lay out your plan and what you think is going on, (laughs) then they'll kind of rock with it. So they just said, okay. So Oxen Hill, engineering track the entire way through. And then going to FAM, um, Yeah, how does that happen? Uh, like from, from yeah. Maryland to Florida. Uh, so I wanted yeah. to get away. Um, <laughs> same. There was. I ended up still there, but same. There, I wanted right, to get away. Right there, there was nothing wrong with Maryland per se. I just wanted to experience something different. That that's all it mm-hmm. really was, and I wanted to go to HBCU. So HBCUs with engineering programs, it's it's not a ton of them, but there's a, there's a yeah. selection, and so I said, okay, bam. I don't know what, I don't know what said fam, but something said fam. So I, the first time I stepped foot on campus was for orientation. I I didn't even wow. do a visit. I, I wow. sent my application in, got accepted, got my scholarship. I think in January, February, I had a full ride. The first time I went to campus was in the summer for orientation. Did oh you know anybody goodness. else though that no. went? No, it was, it wow. was for my year. It was just me. But for your year, Kyla, wow. there were several yeah, people. Yeah, there were so many people. Camille, LaShonda. Several people. Shout out y'all. Several people. <laughs> there was a lot. And yeah, so when, my year, a lot when of I got there, there, I was like, oh, mm. hi. And, and then, right. Like, I know and there's a D.C. Know. Metro Club and, you know, everybody's oh, all this cool. kind of stuff. And so it just, it worked out. That's where I was supposed to be. So long enough that I stayed for a master's. Um, but I didn't envision any any of the possibilities of anything, even going to NC State, because I was going to originally stay and finish my PhD at FAM, but my advisor moved. And so, you know, the lab moved, <laughs> but I could have stayed, um, but it just didn't make sense. And so I moved to Raleigh, too. I'd never been to Raleigh. The first time I went to Raleigh was I was moving <laughs> into my apartment. My wow. my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, we need to have a pause because you're just like going not sight normal. unseen this into not all these places. But it, it's really this is Nikita. Like she likes she she just likes to do stuff. Like, yeah. like this, this is what like, I'm gonna do. Are I you on board or are you not? It. Yes, my my mom yeah. and my sister found my apartment because that summer wow. I was interning at GE Global Research in, in upstate New York. So I made an Excel sheet because engineer uh, with the with yeah. the requirements that I had with the apartments <laughs> that I thought, you know, made the most sense based on my budget. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to yeah. them. And so they went and visited the apartments on my behalf to go look. And oh, then wow. they said, we think you should stay here because they know me <laughs> and they yeah. were right. And so, yes. Mm-hmm. So the first time and then my parents had to meet the movers to move my stuff in. To Raleigh so I literally the first time I went to Raleigh 
was me going into my new apartment with my stuff there. That's with all your stuff set I up already. And your stuff I coordinated there. it. I coordinated all of it, but I physically was not there. <laughs> With your spreadsheet, of course. So I have like a meta question. Like you knew at such a young age that you wanted to be a mechanical engineer. And that's not something people are used to black women just declaring. Mm -hmm. So like at different stages of your journey, did you have people that like tried to discourage you either, you know, in high, probably not high school. I think that was the best. But uh, I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but like at different space, like were there people who tried to talk you out of doing this or like looked at you funny because of it? Um. No. And I think that's the blessing and it speaks to where we're from because mm-hmm. as you know, like you said, Oxford was the best, but no, seriously, because you see a lot of people that look like you succeeding at high levels, very intelligent mm-hmm. and are very headstrong. They they know what they want and there's no one really to say no. And my parents and not just my parents, my family is very supportive in that. They know once I say something, I'm not just saying it to say it. <laughs> they, right. they they may say, okay, maybe you should think about it. I'm like, no, I thought about it. <laughs> right. thought, like you're getting the final I thought, I, Yeah, I already processed it, and that's kind of what I want to do. What I will say when I wanted to quit, because during undergrad, I wanted to quit. And kind of like in mm. junior year, I think. But you're so far along, it's like, come on now. You can't be doing that. What yeah. what made you want to quit? All the major courses that are back to back, all the twos. So it's oh. it's like you're in everything, and it's like it's your junior is the hardest one, and so there's like no break. Thank goodness for my cohort. But I remember calling my mom saying, "Yeah, I don't know about this engineering thing." Ah, and she was like, "You remember that list you made? Right, all the A to Z <laughs> point one B." Well, she yeah. was like, "Well," and I was crying too. And she was like, so then what are you going to do? Like that, that her thing was mm-hmm. like, so if you don't do this, then what are you going to do? Next. And I really had no answer. I just knew, <laughs> I just knew that I didn't want to do, I, I don't want to do, do I don't want to do this. Um, but what got you to that point? Um, so at the time, so for those that aren't aware, the, in, the college of engineering is hi- a hybrid. So it's FAMU and it's Florida state. So both we're all in the same building. Your, your core classes, like, you know, calculus and chemistry and all that kind of stuff, you do on your, your main campuses. But when it comes to any engineering-type course, that is uh, in the College of Engineering. And so there was a cohort of us that came in at the same time. So we were tracked. So we went through all our classes together. From FAMU. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we all, we studied together partied together we hung out we did everything together for the most part community it was a community and so i'm thankful because if i didn't understand something somebody in the community understood it and could like break it down Mm -hmm. for the for the team (laughs) break it it down for everybody and so Mm -hmm. that really helped get me through the fact that my mom was like so what are you going to do and you have one year left on your scholarship because i had to get through all this in four Mm. years i couldn't do five Mm. I didn't have a five option. It was four for me. So it was really and condensed. It was four. And at the time, most people were doing five. Right. Five. Most people were yeah. doing five. And so I was just like, I am super stressed. And, you know, therapy, the way we talk about it now was not the way it was then. So yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I just need to go talk to some. No, there, I wasn't really thinking that way, even though that would have helped. But um, 
I mean, I got through it. I, obviously, but <laughs> obviously, but um, yeah. it was. I always tell people now, yeah, go ahead and do that five. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead and do the five. Don't, don't, don't try to do. They don't. You, you don't, don't have to do it for it. Don't, don't do it. Don't. No. <laughs> I just like. I think it's really telling that you really contemplated leaving because you knew from like forever that this is what you wanted to do. I feel like a lot of us get to that point where it's like, I'm doing this and I know that this is what I want, but it gets hard. Like it's not like, I don't know anybody who's just been like, yeah, my trajectory has just been easy. The whole I just took way. the classes and did the yeah. things, and this happened, and nobody bothered me. Like and there's people always just offered us all these wonderful opportunities, right. and I just took them. <laughs> you know, like that's not the real world, right? And people like to say like college is not the real world, but like y'all, it's a microcosm it, of the real right. world. Yeah, it's it's a it's a mini version of chaos. Yes, which is the real world. Yes. <laughs> micro chaos. <laughs> micro chaos. Yeah. We need to put that on a t-shirt. Okay. Yes. I'm not wearing a shirt talking about I'm micro chaos. <laughs> yes. Get some words, no, words mean things. No, words mean things. No, we have to explain yeah. it. Like, yes. We'll get it out of right. here. Some, something to that effect. We'll figure we'll it out. Play around with it. Marketing team, are y'all listening? Cool. Right. Product- Alana and Alexis, right. y'all listening? <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of the things that I think we should highlight is. Um, like the experience at FAM is just so different in the College of Engineering, right? Like a lot of people say, I don't want to go to an HBCU because it's not representative of what it's actually like in society. But at FAM, because you have that partnership with uh, FSU, you really get the best of both worlds. You get to kind of be in your environment where you're surrounded by community and people who look like you, right? But then you also kind of go to classes and get integrated into what engineering is probably gonna feel like in the real world so was was that something that you thought about before you decided to go to fam or were you just like i'm just going to fam y'all know at this point i just do stuff (laughs) 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 makita she started laughing before i finished the sentence (laughs) i it never it, it was never a thought that it didn't cross my mind um I was more concerned about having an HBCU experience. I just, Mm. a different world had a hold on me, but my sister, Mm. my sister went to Howard. And so I, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. It just so Mm. happened that that's how the college of engineering was set up. Um, The real world, I think at that point, the real world didn't dawn on me. It, it, Mm -hmm. It didn't dawn on me what that would necessarily be like. Um, I, I, I think the first experience I even had with the real world was like an internship. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of where you kind of see like what, what are work environments like. Right. But when, when you're down at FAM, you know, you have everything HBCU related. When I go to college engineering, because of where it's located, it's located at what, um, it's, it's a neutral distance um <laughs> between <laughs> fam and, and florida state uh but there are other florida state things around there at this mm-hmm. time uh but the the idea is that we're now in this building um the colors are neutral so the colors are like i think our colors are blue and white wow. um, and they've since started um our own college engineering type homecoming 
So it's a wow. it's a, like a joint one. Um, and so I haven't. Can we get invited? I haven't been yet to the joint one. Um, Cause you be going to homecoming, child. I do, I do go to homecoming. I'm debating this year. I'm debating. I'm getting. I'm getting peer pressure. I'm getting. Well, peer let pressure. us know if you go. We'll come up the road. Yes. I, yes. I, I need to look for an Airbnb or something just to. We'll see. Cause I'm just like guys. Cause my birthday's the next weekend, so mm-hmm. it's always. I don't want to celebrate hard, my birthday yeah. at homecoming. I mean, it's a good yeah. time, but you know, and so. Um, and so then when we're on, when we were on campus, it really was just like, everyone's here. <laughs> everyone's yeah. here. And, but the funny thing is, uh, I think it's a book called Why Are the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria? Yeah, yeah. Beverly Tatum from Stomach. Yes. And so that's kind of how it was a little bit. But then also you had Nesby. So at the time, Ooh. I didn't really do Nesby undergrad. My yeah. my involvement was was not that high because I was on dance team. I was in other orgs, so I was doing a lot of things. And, she was living a life, and I y'all. just didn't have I didn't have the bandwidth to do it all. And so, and then when because I, you was doing dance team, I read you was yes, the captain yes. of the girl. She was in well, charge no, of the I was girl. president. I wasn't dance. Ca- I wasn't dance was captain. I mean, I could dance, but I wasn't dance captain. <laughs> I, I wasn't that one. I wasn't there. What, what did people think about a dancing engineer? Because we have someone else coming up who was also a dancing engineer. So what, Listen, what, um, if you got it, you got it. That's I, what I, I mean, even at Oxen Hill, I was on the majorette team. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was captain of that. So I've always been dancing. I think we both went to France. Did we both go to France? Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't go. You to didn't France. go to France. Okay. I wish I did. Oh, what are we talking about here? It's a, it's a dance studio not too okay. far from my high school. But but so da- it's always been a part of my life. And so me too. And then yeah. all of us, we all had different disciplines, but I was the only engineer. <laughs> yeah. I was the only one. But my senior year of high school, I was captain of our like color guard. And my he was in school, charge of the girls. Yeah, in charge of the girls. All my little outfits. In the words of my friend Trent, he was like, "I could tell you was in charge, charge of, the of the girls." I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, yes, yes." That was me. Yes, that was me. But um, with Nesby at the time, we had a Nesby office. It since mm-hmm. changed the structure, um, but it was a place where it was kind of centrally located. So whenever all classes got out. People just came there. You just congregated. So even though I wasn't really at Nesby, I found myself there mm-hmm. <laughs> um, consistently. Where the black people congregate. Ooh, yes. I have a question. Yes. Oh, yeah. So the students at FSU, mm-hmm. they took their initial classes at FSU then. Right. And then they went. So yeah. there are black people that go to FSU. And, and they correct. were, yes. And major in engineering. Yes. Correct. So y'all had like, the FSU black people and the FAMU black people. Yes. And that's how the FSU FAMU or FAMU, FAMU FSU. That's, sorry. Cha- yeah, that's chapter. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yes, the joint That's really cool. Yes, the joint chapter. So yeah, our <laughs> we <laughs> we had shirts that had both mascots and like just all this wow. kind of stuff and joint stuff. But but yeah, so we were all just there. <laughs> mm. We're all just there together. And so we would hang out together a lot. Our engineering parties were notorious. <laughs> I believe um, it. just got a lot to release. It's we like, had like good I am parties. No- <laughs> she said notorious. Notorious. So everyone <laughs> wanted to know when's the next party. Uh, wow. but, but yeah, and so it was. You had the the real world experience because you know sometimes you have to, just like in the real world, uh, in school we had to let people know what was what. 
Let them know, child. When they didn't under- what, did, what were the professors like in that <clears throat> program? Did they like? Did they know who was from Sam, who was from FSU? They treat you differently. Was that something that was even a thing? I mean, they would know just because of how we had to register for everything. Oh, okay. Um, but we weren't necessarily treated differently. Um, not that not That's that important. I not that I could see. It, it was it was really we're all here, and we're all together. And then also. I learned this later, but the pen, some some faculty are hired under either a FAMU line or an FSU line. So it mm-hmm. de- it depends. So you can't differentiate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, because it, it influences other things. So it wouldn't. It really. I mean, it's not ethical, also. But you know, mm-hmm. whatever biases to don't tend That's to a whole other story. They don't right. tend to work care about ethics, but for biases. But you know. <laughs> It didn't feel. It didn't necessarily feel that way. Um, I had I had a few issues, and my mom reminded me of that. But that happened on FAMU's <laughs> campus. That oh. that didn't happen at the College of Engineering. Speak on it. No, let's think, not. Well, no. Well, it's, it's, don't it's, speak it's not, it's in not a general it's not, term. A ba- it's not a bad in, one. Oh, okay. Good. I mean, well, I'll, it, yeah. So <laughs> I was in a. I had a lab for one mm-hmm. of my for one of my courses, and the la- the structure of the lab course was. You have your your lab team. Everyone had to turn in a lab report, but because you were all a team, the it was the same lab report. Mm-hmm. So it's literally changing the name, which was like a waste of paper and time. Now that I think about yeah. it, but whatever. That's how it. That's how it was structured. Okay, fine. So in my particular group, I was the only only woman, of course, as it tends to be a lot, and so. Um, we were turning everything in, and then, you know, grades are starting to come out, or we, we're starting to get a sense of what our grade will look like, our final grade. Now, my grade was lower than my teammates. And I didn't understand why, because it's the same report. It's the same report. Like, that right. that makes no sense, right? And um, and so I think I either, I can't remember which I did first. I, I talked to the, the professor about it. And he was kind of, and I, and I, when I talked to him though, because engineer, I brought my papers mm-hmm. and my teammates, of course, because I need, you know, I have the evidence and, and he couldn't really give me a straight answer, but he, he wasn't really trying to budge. And I remember venting to my mom about it. I was just venting to her, just telling her, I did not tell her to do this. She called to the department that particular department some kind of way she got in touch with the department chair or who whatever she needed to do next thing i know i'm flying i think i was flying back here for a holiday and i got a, a voicemail saying your grade is now this wow because i i she, my mother told me to take all the paperwork and drop it off at the at the department documentation and, and she was like so my mom's really big on documentation she's the same way with my sister it saved my sister sometimes in howard it saved me mm. so now i'm a hoarder of papers because <laughs> of documentation and that's how it should be but anyway continue but yeah so my grade ended up being corrected to the to, to the right grade and i couldn't think about why the only thing that stood out that could have been was because i was a woman because we were all black, there was nothing else that was different. It is so weird, and it had that to be because weird. I was a woman. Because he's like, oh, she couldn't have possibly contributed 
to this paper. It's really like, frustrating. Yeah, and then half the time they don't know. Like, what would be the people keeping the group together? Like, look, okay, let's do this. This is what we go do. But they've already predetermined. <laughs> yes. In their head, what your contribution was without even being in the room. Exactly. 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 But they, thankfully, that was the only crazy incident I had. That like that happened that way. There was another yeah, one okay. where I went off in class one time, but. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to tell that story, but just, just, just mm. listen, I'm going to say what's right and what's right and what's wrong is what's wrong. I will do yeah. that. I won't let it. I just don't like when people ask me how I'm feeling because I'm going to tell you. And right. And you that, not going to be prepared for the answers because. You may not be. So don't ask me that question because I, <laughs> I like to tell the truth. Right. Um, yeah, and the reason but, I actually like to expound is because people feel like sometimes going to as a black person going to an HBCU that now you are all free from all the isms mm-hmm. of the world no. but we can't negate you know all of the intersectional identities that we have and how those are still at play even at an HBCU where you think that oh I'm, I'm, yes you're safe in lots of aspects oh, yeah. but you know there's still some stuff that happens right. I just didn't I, I've heard a lot of positive and negative things and I just didn't want it to be like super negative like because Kyla and I our perspective is from being at PWIs Mm -hmm. like our whole trajectory so that's your story and you are welcome to share it I just Mm -hmm. (laughs) not gonna interject my personal feelings about the things (laughs) Um, department chair made it right you know what I'm talking about yes anyways um so I I love that you had like a really good experience and I I'm surprised to hear that you weren't super involved in Nesby because around this time is when we met so like as you were kind of finishing and moving into your master's program um I was on the region three board for Nesby and transitioning out of my position and Makita just came along in the board after me, mm-hmm. and that's how we yes. became friends, yes. which is not unusual in Nesby. Like, usually, people who have like succeeding uh, leadership groups, like, they communicate. But yeah. we were in totally like different we spaces in some ways. Because yeah. we weren't um, even in the same zone. Yeah, I was programmed. Yeah, and I was comms. <laughs> So we didn't have any reason to talk. It was, but just, it was like just a gravitational yes. pull. Because I was wondering that because I was like, okay, I, for some reason I was like, okay, Makita went to school in Florida. Okay, obviously there's a UF connect. Oh, there's no UF connection. Mm-mm. What is the, yeah. That's- yeah, it was <laughs> a chance meeting at a regional leadership event. And I was like, this is, this is my family. I like this. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I like, I'm not going to cry this morning. I am not okay. going to cry this okay, morning. No. But I, I feel like saying it is going to make we, it happen. No, when we get there, I'm going to share, like, I would not be here if it weren't for Makita. So anyways, we'll get there. Um, wow. But yeah, That's a lot, met. Jeremy. I know we met and I was just like, this girl just has levels of energy. And I thought she was younger than me because her, she was just, she, I mean, y'all can hear it. Like she is full of life and vibrant and like, and she does all fun. kinds of active activities. I read somewhere she'll take any gym class at yeah. any gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's real. It's real. It's real. Life. Um, so yeah, how was your experience like being on the Nesby Regional Leadership Board? Like, 
executive board. Okay. So <laughs> I st- I'm going to take a step back. So the, yeah. the, the way I even got there, I was in grad school. Uh, I wanted to become more involved with NSBE. Uh, I started going to a few meetings. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a service person, so I do a lot of service work, regardless of what it pertains to. But my judge tends to be diversity in STEM, <laughs> uh, math concepts for kids, anything like that, I'm probably going to you know, gravitate towards it. Uh, so at the time, I think, was Gerald on your board? Maybe, maybe know, not. No. It doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, it was recommended saying, hey, I think you would be good for this position. Because that's how you get pulled into stuff in Nesby. I think you'd be good for that. And I said, mm-hmm. okay. And at the time, it was PR chair, which I, I would have been good for that. And I was good public for Public relations. I'm yeah, good for child, public relations. You. And so I said, okay. So my first position in Nesby was on the regional board. I didn't do any chapter leadership. That was my first, mm. that was my first position. Wow. And so... Thoroughly enjoyed it. Learned how to write press releases because I'm an engineer. Why am I writing a press release? I would never. Also, I'm an engineer. Why am I writing? Is some people's question. I mean, well, now I write so much at work. So okay. don't believe don't that. Don't believe that. Right. You're going to write. It's a myth. Who it's, it's a myth. It's a myth. But some people believe that I'm an engineer. I don't have to write. Oh, don't believe that. Don't believe the hype, man. Uh, and so got to that. And then you get introduced to the these transition meetings, all these different meetings, all these different conferences, what it's like on the back end. And I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed meeting members. I enjoyed, you know, just seeing things. And so I kind of kept doing it. I I would take breaks because it can be involved. And, you know, when you're trying to finish, Mm -hmm. when you're trying to get out of school, it's like, okay, school is the real priority here. This is stuff. This is cool. But, you know, this is the priority. And so I took a break. Then I got pulled back in for um, hosting the National Leadership Conference, which happens in June, which is um, all the regional boards and the national boards. Everyone comes together for training every year and help with that for, I think I did two serves on the committee. And then I became the chairperson to help with that. And then I became an ally chair um, and I did two terms of that. And that was during my PhD program. You are glossing mm-hmm. over a whole lot of expertise and a whole <laughs> lot of work. But so I I've, I've done I've, I've done a lot of leadership development, a lot of leadership training. Um, I understand curriculum development for that, setting up uh, how to onboard people. I'm, I'm really good at that and making sure that people have the skills they need to do what they need to do. Some of that I even do at my current job because they know I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've been pulled to do that. But um, I think I'm thankful for Nesby because. I was able to talk to companies, you know, work with company reps, understand, understanding budgets and planning and uh, how to plan a conference Mm -hmm. that I can plan at this point. I can plan. I can plan any event. I'm 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 100% positive that I can plan anything. So when I go to events and they're janky, I'm a little bit like judgy. I'm a little judgy. I am a little judgy. 
Exactly. I mean, if that's your profession, then you know. As, like, not even your profession. If that's something that you've studied extensively, like, you notice all the things. Right. I know. I notice all, all the little things or things that could have gone better or maybe we should do it this way or why didn't they think about that? But I try to not do that and live in the moment and all that kind of thing. Because, you know, they <laughs> if, you're, if you're not watching, she just gave a whole eye roll. <laughs> they say we should just live in the moment. So I try, I try to stay in the moment as much as I can. Uh, but, yeah. It's hard. That's a hard thing to do. Um, yeah. I I just love that, like, I think what's great about Nezzy is you do form relationships with people. Um People who are usually like-minded and like for us, like I can't, it's, it doesn't make sense, right? That we kind of connected and have maintained our friendship at a distance. Like we've never lived in the same place, but we've always been connected. And like, I'm probably on the terrible side of this, which is probably odd to people who are listening, who know me. Makita has come to visit me so many times. I have I have never gone to her, so um, I'm going to make that happen. I don't even take it personally. I'm in my own world sometimes. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, whenever you come, you come. You don't, you don't. That's fine. No love lost. I'm, I mean, I'm here. Should be in I'm here. I feel, I feel like real friendship is not tit for tat. Like, I did this. You should do that. It's like, I'm aware of everybody's life situation, and we see each other at the points that work for us, yes. and we're not going to dictate, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. You have a whole family. Like right. I know. You're the whole person you are in charge of. <laughs> and also Amara. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, child. Don't get in trouble now. Woo, Chile. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in charge of me. That's literally it. Yeah, and he, you know he's been here for most of the time, so. Yeah. That's. A whole other story yeah. for another day. <laughs> all right, so now I have to share all of my emotions. <laughs> so be prepared, Makita. It's a safe space. Okay. Um, so, you know, a few years pass by, and I decide I'm going to grad school. And I'm in, like, year three, I want to say. Year three, going on year four of my program. And I was struggling, y'all. Like, I was a hot mess. Like, I was at the point where it was like, the department told me, go home and think about what you want to do with your life. Um, and they gave me, like, a week off to think through my emotions and problems and things. Which I didn't feel like I had any, but apparently I did. And I got, like, to the point where I just decided to post something on Facebook because I was going through it. And Makita, like, read it. And sent me a text message and was like, what's going on? I'm calling you. And when I picked up the phone, she was like, you're going to tell me exactly what's going on. And we're not getting off the phone until I know everything. And so like two and a half hours later, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like crying, like a hot mess. I tell her all the drama, which I will save spare y'all the details of but she's just like you need to go to therapy like you need to go to counseling you need to talk to somebody because like I was where you were and you are not okay and this is gonna require a lot of work but I'm gonna be here for you every step of the way and I 
I don't know where I, I I have no idea where I would be today if it had not been for that phone call because I was really depressed like clinically depressed depressed and I had no idea and I then learned that I was like a high functioning depressed person so I was still accomplishing goals and you know achieving things doing well in my classes showing up to events like putting on a brave face you know planning my life out and no one no one knew but makita saw it from a distance through social media and said i have to reach out and i have to help her and i i i to this day like whenever somebody asks me like what was like how did you make it through like the really hard times because I do tell my story a lot how did you make it through I always tell them it was you no and it was God wow because I I literally had no idea what was going on um and I think this is why it's important to have community and have different people in your life because you never know like what one small seemingly small thing could trigger for someone else to support you and help you um so i i thank you a thousand times i know i've told you how important you are to me but i feel like everyone needs to know like how important you are to me and like what you've what you've done Aww, so thanks. i love you i love you thank too you. jk <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it took everything in me not to cry. <laughs> but I think it's also important, too, the fact that the stigma has been removed from therapy because a lot of people wouldn't receive that in the correct energy mm-hmm. that it was given. Like, if somebody's like, oh, I'm struggling, oh, go to therapy. Oh, you think I'm crazy? You know, that's <laughs> always the, the reaction. But I like the fact that, you know, someone that you know and you trust that's been where you've been, the fact that not only community but trust within that community mm-hmm. can lead to such a breakthrough. Well, she was just like further along in the PhD process than I was. And I trust her. Like I trust her I, I, more than I trust like some people in my family, like to give me <laughs> advice on like how to navigate these systems and things. Cause it's not intuitive. It's, there's no like, there's no like rule book. There's no spreadsheet I could follow. There's no, and as an engineer, like I'm, let me just check this box and let me just check that box. And sometimes, how to check that box? There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's no way to get from point A to B. Right. Right. No. And I think so. At that point, I might have been on my last year, on my the last semester. I can't remember, but. Well, I ended up getting a grant to, to write my dissertation, so I didn't necessarily have to work in a lab or anything like that. It, it covered it. But one of the stipulations of the grant, we had to do group therapy, essentially. So the, it, was a, it was a cohort of mm. us that, that got this grant. So once a week, we had to go to like a counseling center and talk to like a person so we were all in group talking about our experiences and even how it made me feel when i left 
like it was just like a, a weight and it, it was good to see I'm not the only one experiencing certain things or feeling certain things because you're right there's no there's really no roadmap there's kind of it's, it's like these little marks but that the in between of connecting those little boxes that could look like an EKG read at, readout like right. what <laughs> we're all over the place yeah. so so having that is very important and then I mean you whether there was group or not there was somebody external that you needed to speak to because I'm I've had like I haven't been diagnosed with depression but the weight of things and feeling that and still pushing and and I have to recognize when I have to stop because even though I'm doing all these things, I'm not well. And if mm-hmm. I'm not well, this is all, this, all this is not going to be well. <laughs> right. None of this is happening. So we need to, it's something <laughs> we need to fix. And when I saw your post, I was like, I already know what this is. Let me send this text <laughs> because this is what, what we not going to do today. Right. You, you were not, no, no, we're going to, we're going to fix whatever this, we're going to figure it out and whatever to make sure that you're good because I love you too much. And I was like, nah, we're, we're, we're not, we're not doing this. And I don't think that like, I'll, I'll say it like this. Like, I don't think that I was even aware of what I was saying and how like it might be perceived. I was just done. Like I just made the comment, like this is some nonsense and like, I just can't. But in talking to you, it helped me realize like, Nothing I'm doing is working. Like, me and Jesus, we're cool. We talk every day. (laughs) But these prayers, I can see them being answered, but it's not helping me feel any better. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel miserable. Like, I feel heavy. I feel like I don't want to get up and take a shower. Like, I want to brush my teeth, which is very strange because I like clean teeth. Like, <laughs> I don't want to, like, I'm not interested in food and y'all know how I feel about food. Oh, right? yes. But like, yeah. I wasn't being honest with myself about like those feelings and, but nobody, nobody saw it. Like they could see I was fighting. Like I was, I was trying, I was striving but i was struggling is what it was but also like you said like on the outside you were still achieving things so yeah people feel like oh, oh from the outside She's looking fine. in everything looks good you know and that's like and i don't mean to be like really really negative but like that's how people that we see who are very successful end up choosing i don't want to be here anymore mm-hmm. it's not that they don't value the people around them and what's going on. Like I knew I was loved and supported and like I knew that I was blessed to even be where I was. But I felt awful. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll share this. Like even like I went to counseling first. And in my counseling sessions, my counselor was like, I think you would benefit from talking to a psychiatrist. Just talk to her mm-hmm. and hear what she has to say. I want you to hear what she has to say. And that lady was supposed to talk to me for 30 minutes and it ended up being an hour and a half Wow! through her lunchtime. Wow. <laughs> and she told me like, you're really fascinating. How much I'm like, duh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, duh, but also, yes. duh. yeah, <laughs> of course. But she was like, I, I don't see this a lot. 
where you have someone who's high functioning and doing all the things and achieving stuff and they are in a very dark place. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not common, right. but it is common enough in, in high, higher education and it's hard to see the signs of it. Yeah. Um, so she's like, you, you are clinically depressed. And if you were my patient, I would put you on six months of medication. And I would, you know, maybe in six months, evaluate whether the medication is working and change it because your situation isn't changing. So likely you would still be depressed. Mm. But since you are high achieving and you are good at meeting milestones and, you know, making making progress towards things, I think you can manage this on your own. So I'm going to give you a choice. Will you change your behaviors to support your mental health? Or do you want to take some chemically altering medication that may change you forever? And I was like, well, obviously I want to try, (laughs) you know, I want to at least give myself a chance to change and, we made a plan, which is what I'm all about. Wow. And I adhered to that plan religiously and ultimately changed how I felt about myself, how I thought about the situation, mm-hmm. you know, how I was eating, the things that I was doing that brought me joy. Like, I really invested in me and stopped caring so much about external factors. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, that shift in mindset is what helped me be successful and get through my program. Because honestly, like, I needed a change. And none of that would have happened if Makita wouldn't have been like, oh, no, uh. (laughs) She was the catalyst. Like, we need to talk. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I use those strategies to this day. So I, I think it's important to, one, you know, Tell people where you're at. I wasn't talking about my emotions and how I felt about things. And girl, nobody needs to hear that. Like, that's where my brain was at. Like, nobody Mm. needs to understand that. So I overshare now. Um, (laughs) Like this podcast episode. Two, um, eating healthy, exercising became things that I had to do. Mm -hmm. Like, being going outside and taking a walk. Just to, like... I was in a basement, y'all. I was living in a closet mm. doing my research. So I walked every day. I would go outside and walk in a circle. When I got stressed out about something that happened in the lab, I would go outside and just walk outside and look at the trees and try to forget what I was thinking about that upset me. Um, going to church and being invested in um, my faith and the relationship that I have in, in, in the church setting and having people hold me accountable for the things that I said. So all of that, and continuing to go to counseling, all of that changed me. And now I feel like I could, I could take over the world. So, and she did. If it's hard, I know. (laughs) If it's hard, there is a way, but you know, we don't have to sacrifice us for a job or something that we're doing. Yes. I agree. I agree. Yeah, one thing someone uh, told me was, you know, 
there's lots of things that happen as you're in your job. Things are so stressful. Your body reacts to stress in all these different ways. Mm-hmm. Let's say something unfortunate happens and you're no longer with us. Someone told me they would post your job, you know, replacements. You know, the posting for your job would be up before your obituary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that is something where I'm like, it, you're more so, and not to say, oh, your job doesn't value you, but you cannot let what you do dictate your life. You cannot let it impact your health, your mental health, your well-being. You have to prioritize yourself. And oftentimes we're taught not to be selfish. And sometimes mm-hmm. like be putting yourself first feels selfish, but it's, it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's not. If there's no you. There's, there's nothing. It doesn't matter. And and that's what I had to understand. Like, you know, I for me the biggest thing was internalizing other people's beliefs about me wow. as true. Mm-hmm. And I had to come to the realization that nobody gets to define Jeremy but Jeremy. Correct. And God. Okay. Correct. So that's it. <laughs> that's it. The the piece about your health, um and if if you follow me on social media, you know I'm very active. Uh, yes. I, I, yes, I, I live are. a healthy lifestyle. For the most, I mean, it's balanced, whatever. But um, <laughs> that started in grad school because when I was starting, studying for my quals the first time, I stressed myself out to the point where I got Bell's palsy. So the right side of my face was paralyzed. I, I just woke up one morning. And it felt weird. And I was like, what is going on? And I ended up, I went to the doctor. They allegedly didn't know. They just wanted to get me out of the office, get my copay. So, but it didn't go away. And so I went to the emergency room and then they told me that's what it was. And it kind of just had to go away on its own. But I was stressing myself out that much with prepping for that test, which Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I failed it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where I failed, but I failed it the first time. Um, <laughs> but when that happened, from there, I got to the point where I tell people now, focus on your health, focus on your body, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is, whatever it is, it will always be there. It will come back around if it's supposed to happen, whatever. But if something happens to you, all of this is for naught. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So... Any, if I'm feeling stressed or if there's things going on and I get invited out to, I'm tired or I've, I've had a crazy week. I I need a nap or I need to sit on my couch and watch mindless TV. I, I, I can't run around and do all the things because I'm super tired. But I used to be someone who tried to do everything. I can't. I, I literally cannot do it all. <laughs> people people who matter they will understand yeah and the people yeah. who, who don't understand they do not matter mm-hmm. so if people just All want you that. for your presence like okay but if i tell you right now i do not have the bandwidth and you have an issue with it guess what we have an issue now because you don't care about me and my right just mm-hmm. no mm. no viva la health <laughs> <laughs> amen <laughs> So you definitely did a lot just in terms of academically, in terms of mentoring, but how was that transition from academia into your life? Okay. So there was a two year gap (laughs) between graduating and actually getting my first postdoc. 
So there was a lot of application cycles, um, and I need I wanted to transition my research area, so I knew postdoc was the next step. In the midst of that, that whole thing about self care, yeah, just just to say I had to do a lot of that, and it was very tough mentally. Um, so I ended up getting the the California Alliance Postdoctoral Fellowship. So that took me to UCLA. Very prestigious, my <laughs> thank aunt. you. And I yes, I. The way I moved, again. Um, <laughs> so, the it, listen, I just live on faith. So, the rental market out there is different than anywhere else because you kind of need to be there in order to figure stuff out. And the way things move, they move really fast. So, I'm thankful that I was able to reach out because of my Nesby network. And I was able to live with one of our fellow sister docs, uh, Dr. Kim Cross. And I was on her couch. And so she's a graduate of UCLA. And so I was able, she helped me navigate things. And so I found out where I was supposed to go. So I did um, multiferroic research there. So looking at using magnetic materials to convert heat to electricity. So I did that for a couple years. I taught, <laughs> I taught an intro class um, in, uh, for, our, uh, for the diversity office. So I taught a freshman of their different random engineering stuff they needed to know. And then I ended up going to a Nesby conference and learning about Carbice Corporation and they just happened to get a phase two grant. I was not looking for a second postdoc at this time. Wait, what is phase? Oh, sorry. Oh, so if you are a small business, um, you can apply to NSF for an S a small business innovation research grant, which is also known as SBIR. And so with that, um, the phase one money, I, I can't remember if it's just like 500K or something. I can't remember what it is. It's around. But phase two is like a million up. And so what happened, I heard about this, uh, that uh, ASEE fellowship before when I was just looking for fellowship. And I know he had mentioned that they were trying to do these things. And I said, hey, did you know about this postdoc that you could take advantage of? You don't have to necessarily fund them. They fund them. They just come and, you know, work for you. No. So he happened to look on mm. my LinkedIn. My, the stuff that I was doing, I'm, so my, I, all my stuff is computational. I, at that point, I hadn't done anything in the lab. So everything is coding, finite element analysis, yada, yada. And so he said, okay, I think you would actually be a good fit for us. Would you be interested? I was not looking at the time. And I said, okay, yeah, let's talk about this. So we talked about it. It was a good fit. So I was able to be a research engineer at a startup, but I'm also a postdoc. Um, <laughs> so I'm doing all these things, and I'm at, I'm at Georgia Tech because we were literally sitting at Georgia. I was on the campus, and so I had to help. And when you say he, oh, we're talking about yes, a, black a black man. Yes, a black man. So, oh, I didn't know we were talking so about So Dr. Barracola. <laughs> Yes, yes. Really? So I was working. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so you, you didn't, didn't know, know? Her mouth oh, is yes. wide open. <laughs> I love yes, he's, he's amazing. Proceed with the story. He is amazing. He is so amazing. Continue, and it was one of the best oh experiences I've ever had. He gave me so much freedom. I grew so much. Um, just working in the space, I was able to then be, do test engineering. I'd never done that before. So I was able to go into the facility. I'm doing all these experiments and running things, but I'm actually helping with product development. 
So it, it, it was able to tie everything finally together and still be a part of mm-hmm. startup community. We went to to California. I was able to do venture capitalist meetings, um, meeting with customers, like things like that in person, working with customers. I did that in Atlanta too. And it helped me grow tremendously as an engineer, like tremendously. And so then when the, you know, the pro, I did that for almost two years, no, for two years. And then it drove me, well, at the time, at the end, I was either going to go the faculty route, senior track faculty route, or mm-hmm. um, industry, well, not really industry, UART. So I was looking at still, I still wanted to do something research related. And so, well, tenure track did not work out. God said that is not for you right now. Um, and I try, I gave myself two cycles, and I said, if nothing, then I got bills. <laughs> Life, <laughs> Life moves, moves on. on. And so then I ended up um, finding a – I reached out to another friend, and also, also another Oxen Hill alum who actually worked there, and, I, and he worked at APL. And I said, when, how are you liking it, like your experience? Was it Daryl? No, Brian. Do you know Brian? You, you wouldn't know Brian. Brian's under you. So we have two Oxen Hill folks that's at APL. We actually, we actually have four. Because it's uh, oh, Cynthia it's is another one, Broussard. Cynthia yes. is here. <laughs> that's right. And so, yeah, so it's, I guess it's four of us then. Aww. But um, see, something's in the water, man, up here. It's, it's something in the water. water. I'm not trying to tell you. But, um, <laughs> but I asked him about his experience and how do they, you know, hire PhDs. And he said, yeah, just send me your CV. And some if you see some wrecks, let me know what they are. And so I was able to apply for, for whatever they were. And then the rest is history. And, yeah, so I ended up back in Maryland. I, I literally went around the country. I you really <laughs> everywhere. I just I just went <laughs> everywhere, but just yeah. And I have stories for every place, but that's way too much. Mm-hmm. But, but I live life. I've lived the life. <laughs> Indeed. And I'm I. It's been a fun ride. Like you talked about the two years in between, and I I just remember like you were hustling Man. in those two years, like. I, I admire you so much for, like, your commitment to, like, still not letting no's, like, be a in, like, the door is closed. Because I think that's something we don't talk about often is, like, sometimes the job market is trash. And it's hard to get positions, mm-hmm. not just when you have a PhD, but period, right? right? Like, and you don't want to just settle for doing something just just cause like if you mm-hmm. yeah. yeah if you have an idea of like where you're trying to go and you know like I need these things to check some boxes for me to make that happen like you got to go after your mm-hmm. dreams so and here we and here we are here we are but man I, I I'm amazed at how things have how things happen I'm, it has to be nothing but God because a lot of things kind of fell out of the sky like even the way I found out about the the UCLA postdoc. I went on mm-hmm. vacation. So, yeah, I was I, the fact that I was even still able to do vacations. <laughs> no, let's hear the story cuz the, the fact that you went on vacation in the Where were we? What do you okay, hear about so <laughs> I was I was in Miami and so this was mm-hmm. like an annual trip that I was I think this was maybe the third year or so at that time and it was it's like a when the hotel that I stay at is very um it's like a five star. It's really really nice. 
And I'm just she bougie, y'all. That's what she trying to not say. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened that way, but because <laughs> my parents are not. Uh, but uh, and and I was just like the life of ease. I don't like life is hard enough that I do not want to put extra hard things in place that do not have to be there. So I like a life of ease. I like a life of joy, um, positivity. If it's too much, if it's next, nah, I, I, I won't deal with it. So came back. Um, and, and at this point I was checking email religiously because I needed to see, did it get accepted? Did I get rejected? I need to know where I stand and whatever it was. So get back home. I'm literally sitting in my bed. I'm in my parents' house. Um, cause you know, I wasn't working in fact, so I, I was working, but it wasn't, you know, you gotta do what you, it's not DC money. Ooh, no, you can just no, be out you there can't, in the street. you cannot do that in DC. And so, um, I'm, I was crying and then I was praying and I was like, God, this is not it. I don't know what you got going on, but we need to fix this. This cannot be, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Something told me, check my email. Check my email, and the professor reached out and said, um, I was contacted by our VP, and um, we have money for this fellowship. Are you still interested? I was like, am I? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where's the contract? The contract now. Right. Um, <laughs> but the crazy part was that email was sent while I was on my vacation, but I'd been checking my email, and I did not see it. And I didn't get that much email. But randomly, I didn't see it until I got back. And that's when I found out. In the mist. Mm. So, just... Maybe it was because God was like, if she finds out on this vacation, all the money's going to be spent, and we need her to have a little bit of <laughs> Oh, not... It, it wasn't going to be spent. It wasn't really... It wasn't, <laughs> much, it wasn't much to spend. <laughs> also, you need to have that conversation where it's like, what am I doing? Like, that whole come to Jesus moment needed to happen. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, and then so we got out to LA. (laughs) She was in Miami, DC, LA, Atlanta, Baltimore. No, we actually we're in Laurel. Okay, we're in Laurel. We're in Laurel, Laurel, but I live. I'm just gonna. I live in Prince George's County. So you went back. Leave PG. I mean, it's really hard. PG County is also pretty big. It is for huge because you're in Florida. Because I'm in Florida. No, I said you can because you're oh. in Florida to oh. Kyla because she said you can't leave. You can, but you it can't. didn't leave her. I mean, I can. Oh, it exactly. definitely did not, did not leave her. It did not. It definitely Let's be did clear. Not. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, okay. What do you do with your research? Because we kind of, Kyla messed up the whole chemical compound oh, earlier today. Listen, just because the chemical compound was cockadoo too, so we <laughs> so I don't actually don't do any of that now. I don't mm-hmm. do any of that now. Okay. At the heart of it, I'm a I'm a I'm a mechanical engineer that does mainly I'm a mainly thermal background, but I do structural too. So now I'm kind of balanced. And so when you say structural as a mechanical engineer, what is so that stress? Mean? So if something is stressed too much, it will break. So I look at mm-hmm. different materials, what kind of loads they can handle based on whatever application we're trying to use it for and and okay. what that looks like and do an, uh, analysis around that. 
but the application of that it seems is very it broad could, like you can use it, that it can in a go lot in a lot of, of things so things. what i currently look at are flight systems so that could be rockets mm-hmm. that could be missiles that could be a helicopter whatever everything flying over our head she is over here making sure it can fly over our head and not get <laughs> that, stressed out exactly and, and, and do and make sure we that things do what we need them to do <laughs> In the, in, the, in the way we need them to do it. So I look at that kind of stuff and um, I use, uh, so all my stuff is, not all of it, but most of it is finite element analysis. So mm-hmm. whatever. Which is a structural analysis program, right? But you use like well, well, coding. Therm- yeah, I use coding too. So I use both. So there could be commercial FBA software, but I have to go in on the back end and code in different things that I need. Or Mm -hmm. if it's an in-house code, we have our own languages and things that we use. So I have to learn those tools as well. So, and we develop our own things. So it's a, it's a bunch of things, but all of my work, then the vast majority of my work, everything's been computational and I've had to code somewhere at some point Mm -hmm. the entire time, even I'm a mechanical engineer. Yes. But I do a lot of that. People don't know that, but like in mechanical engineering, there's so much simulation because it is expensive to build things. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to take all those principles. Like literally one of the best students in my lab is a mechanical engineer because he can be like, oh, I know this language does that, that language does that. And he can just figure out what we need for the problem. But when you go into mechanical engineering, you don't think of, oh yeah, I'm going to need to code. Well, (laughs) and I think like a lot of people don't realize how ubiquitous it is, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's everywhere. I mean, even in civil engineering, we take finite element analysis courses. We talk about how to visually represent things because you, you like you said, you can't just build everything and test it out. Like, I'm not going to build something that costs a million dollars to build or more and then break it. Like, and then see like, oh, this is how it broke. No, I have to digitally represent that some way. Um, So I just, when I first suggested that you be on the podcast, Kyla was like, what, why? And then I told her what you were doing, and she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> because it is, yeah. like, something that we don't really talk about as right, often. Right, right. It's another um, pathway. And you're and doing, people- like, yeah, you're, you're using material science, mm-hmm. and you're using electrical engineering in some yeah, ways, okay. computer yeah. engineering, software, hardware. It's like everything. It is very multidisciplinary It's everything. It's, so, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that we, you get into it, you know, in the undergrad level and you think it's going to be one way, but I literally have to touch everything. And even if I don't know enough of it, there's, we have a whole team. And so, but I have to be able to communicate with the other members of my team that have that expertise to be able to say, okay, now I can take what you just said and put it into my analysis so that I understand what's going on. But I still have to be able to have that conversation with them and based on the things that I need and the things that they know. But we, we, we touch everything. I've, t- I've touched everything. <laughs> Even chemical stuff. Even chemical engineering. I was going to say Even chemical. Even chemical engineering. I was going to say chemical, but I yes. was like, I, I was depends. doing that when yeah. I was at the startup. Yep. Okay, yeah. I was going to ask, like, if in your, like, do you get pushback from traditional, traditional mechanical engineering folks who are just like, oh, you also focus no, because they wouldn't say that. If they were a real mechanical engineer, they would never say that. Okay, good. <laughs> because they would know. Yeah. Like we literally have to talk to everybody. That you you couldn't you couldn't do what you do. 
there there's no way you could do what you do and you don't and you aren't able to have those conversations. You couldn't do it. No, that mm-hmm. makes sense because mechanical isn't like purely mechanical. Like you are making something that exists in some system that you need another expertise to yep. understand. They any project we have so much work going on right now because everybody needs us. <laughs> Literally yeah. everyone, every project needs us. And so it's kinda like who can support who can support it's it's a lot of that because we're in everything. Work is good for y'all. <laughs> Best job <Yes>. security. <laughs> but what that what that means is like, you know, as a student, like if I'm someone who's in high school and I'm thinking like I want to be a mechanical engineer, you have to ultimately be comfortable understanding the language of other mm-hmm. disciplines. And so yeah. that starts in those like biology yeah. and chemistry and physics courses because you're integrating all of those things yeah. together. And if you get some computer science, kudos to you too, because you yeah. need it. And the whole, why do I have to write thing? You need to <laughs> communicate. And it's not even just communicating on people who speak the same language. You're communicating with people who different concepts mean yes. different things and yes. what they do. Yes. The writing, ugh, so much writing. I had to write this week and I was just <laughs> dreading it. Fine. Oh my goodness. It was so hard to get through it, but I mean, <laughs> But then you get in the yeah. flow, and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, this is good. This is the yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I turn yeah. on my lo-fi beats playlist, and I just <laughs> sit there and just go. <laughs> well, cool. I'm I'm glad that you explained that because I think I, it'll help other people understand. Like, computer science is everywhere. No, it really is. Right, it, it's, it's literally, literally everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what do you do now for self-care and like supporting your being like a full participant in society? Because I know that you are doing <laughs> all the things still. So, okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm currently like working out, I feel like all the time. So, so that yeah. is part of my self-care. Um, Y'all, and she was good. <laughs> Thank you. Go look at the YouTube if you don't know. I had a, I had a, my birthday was in November and I had, I had lost weight during the the first part of the pandemic and then I got stagnant because I was tired of meal, meal prepping. I'm just (laughs) over it. And I I said, okay, I'm going to hire a trainer because, because I don't want to be in the same place my next birthday. And so Mm. that's where I focus most of my energy. Um, Last year, I was helping with planning uh, our virtual convention for Nesby. Um, so I, I kind of, I took Ooh. a break from service in that mm-hmm. aspect, but I'm starting to ramp up again. So I'm trying to choose where I want to devote some of my efforts. But I have a few things in mind. I just have to figure out time-wise where I'm going to put them because I try to do mm-hmm. everything and I, we just talked about we can't. Um, but yeah, and now yeah. trying to get movies is probably one of my overall generic self care. I love going to the movies. I except for love the movies <laughs> so much. But you know, movies are weird now a little bit. It's it's, it's yeah. starting to get back, but it's still a little weird. And you can get a lot of them in your home too. So I don't want to stay in. No, I I want to go. You want to you like I, the movie? I go experience. to the Dolby Theater. I go to oh, yeah. specific seats and mm-hmm. all the reclining. Se- I do all of that. I'm oh, a yeah. huge screen. I don't want to sit in my house. I I want mm-hmm. to go. 
makes sense. Movies needs to be this yes. big and not just like, oh, I'm in my sound. No, and I now. want and I want curly fries. So no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Going okay. to the theater. Self care. Oh yeah. And shopping. Oh, but great. Oh. I need to stop though. I haven't been shopping in a long time. Just been over here buying houses and other stuff. Oh, really? You've been house shopping. <laughs> That's a form of shopping. You just it's put, the worst. Right. You just put houses in your cart instead of like shoes. Other things. Yeah. You, yeah right. I need to stop. That's a problem. Do you? Anyways. No, yes, oh, I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before you go? Um, this has been so much fun. Uh, I enjoyed this tremendously. I was, I've been a fan. My Amazon, my Amazon money goes to y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If y'all aren't already doing it, put yes. on your Amazon smile. It don't cost no. you nothing, but Amazon gives us a few cents for everything that it's you buy. Listen, I've been, yes. and I've been buying, so. Thank so you. So it goes, it goes to y'all. Um, but y'all, I'm Thank so you. proud of like the, the arc. It's not an arc. I'm not going to call it an arc. The trajectory of the podcast and everything since its inception. And y'all are just doing wonderful work. And just, yeah, every time someone's like, I want to go into tech, I was like, do you know about this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you listened? They're like, do, do you know what you want to do? I think you should listen. Just just listen. But, but Thank yeah, you. no, I think this yeah. is amazing. And I'm just so, so proud of you women. I just, nah. Well, we thank know you're amazing, you. so yes. we are happy that you graced us with your presence oh, today. Thank you kindly. Thank you kindly. <laughs> Early on a Sunday, or Saturday. On a Saturday. Oh, I would have been up anyway. I would have been at the gym. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my husband just left to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go eat, okay. so. Well, well, that too. That too. The opposite of going to the gym. You got to eat, too. Right, you have to eat. It's not a one or the other. Yeah, but what I'm about oh, to eat. Well, Got well, there's it. that. <laughs> Shame. Okay, so how do people follow you on the internet? Okay, so I'm barely on Twitter, but it exists. Uh, I think I think it's <laughs> okay. Hey Doctor P. I think I still kept that. Um, my Instagram is Doctor Makita R Phillips. So all of that, because one of the other ones got hacked. But oh, and also there's like a screwdriver called Makita or something. Maybe? Oh, it's a, t- it's a tool company. Girl, it's a that's brand. A brand. It's, it's, a it's a brand. Key. Yes, and then it's like the fact that your last name is a, As type, a type of, of head. head. Like, yeah. So yeah, and I and it's I have my own website, um, which I probably need to update. But it's uh, Phillips dot com. So, and we will link it if you're looking at the website. It'll be linked. It'll be in the show notes description, etc. If you follow us on the social media, it'll be there. So y'all can- Yeah. I'm I'm in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> find her at a homecoming. You, you right, could, or the homecoming and family. She or don't find her so homecoming and family. <laughs> Depending on what time of the day. Do not yeah, find yeah. me. Yeah. Early. Find me early. Find me early or don't find me. <laughs> Pretty much. Find me on the Friday. Not okay. the Saturday. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much, Makita. This was a joy. I'm so happy I we got this time to chat with you to learn more about you, what you do. We hope everybody is just inspired by your story. And this was great. Hi. Hi.
As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com. Send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter. Kyla is at Dr. Underscore Kyla, and I am at Jeremy Waysom. Visit modernfiguresinc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course, computing. Until next time, stay moisturized, hydrated, mind your business, and protect your peace.